Welcome to the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, bringing you weekly discussions designed to help you grow your business and create the lifestyle you desire. Elevate your business with proven strategies from CPAs and business advisors. We discuss real-world challenges solved with actionable steps that get you real results, both in business and building the life you desire. Thank you for joining us for episode number 35 of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast brought to you by PJS and Co-CPAs. I'm your host, Megan Spicer, and today we're talking about how to generate cash during difficult times. We have seen pretty much everything in our lives change, and it has pivoted the world around us, our businesses every interaction that we have with our family, with our friends. I mean, everything has changed. And we just wanted to have a a discussion about how we can take those lessons and apply them in our business to generate cash and keep things moving forward. So today we have Jamie Johnson on with us. Good. Hi, Jamie. Hello, Meg. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing good, doing good. We got some interesting news this morning. I know this will air at another time, but we got news that the EIDL and the PPP funding has now ceased. So cash becomes even more important. <laughs> yes, yes. And we're recording this on April 16th. And it's just like we've said in other podcasts, I mean, the information is coming at us so quickly that it's almost impossible to keep up, but it's just, that's, we're trying to get everything out as quickly as possible. And with as much information to try to help everybody as, as the information is coming at us. So we've, you know, we've had some clients, um, you know, we've been able to, you know, get everything in line really, really quickly. We've had a couple clients that, you know, it's like, Hey, I'll get to that tomorrow. And man, if there was ever a, the old cliche time is of the essence, <laughs> Mm-hmm. It has so proved true um, because it is. It's. It's. I feel like sometimes we are on day to day, hour to hour, and uh, I submitted one application this morning that I. I don't know if it's going to get in or not. I. I'm hopeful <laughs> that yeah. I, that it will. Um, you know, kind of get in there by the skin of its teeth, but we will see. Um, you know, like I said, cash is king in this type of time. You know, how have you planned in the past and. Um, and I don't mean that to sound offensive or anything, but we see people that had, you know, good contingency plans in place and had adequately planned and they're able to really gather the information needed. And it's not as much of a panic, um, you know, and then you have other situations where, I mean, honestly, just, it's just a perfect storm of bad timing for them. Yeah. You know, you've seen those and it just breaks your heart. Um, so you, you've seen just a little bit of everything. In in this in this time, so and it's hard to you know just like somebody was asking me if the PP loan is going to become taxable, you know I don't know, not to our knowledge. I'm pretty sure that it's not going to be, but that you know that's not to to rule everything out either. So the SBA right. have, have gave clarification on the EIDL ten thousand dollar grant up to ten thousand dollars <laughs> yeah. earlier this week after people had been applying for three weeks. So you just really 
kind of don't know what's around the corner. So you're always you're always playing defense in times like this, no matter if you're in control or you feel a little out of control, you're always playing defense. And so, um, you know, so it's just really important to kind of really plan and develop your contingency plan and to know where your cash is at. And maybe you're like, well, I know where my cash is at. It's at zero (laughs) or it's negative, (laughs) Um, you know? And so, so as much as it hurts and is painful and is just feels impossible, you, that's just something you just really have to know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're going to talk about a couple different points that you can evaluate in your own business as far as cash flow, more specifically AR. Um, we're going to talk about getting creative, looking at your sales and marketing. So we're, we're breaking that, that down and looking at, you know, just some various areas and what we've seen, um, some examples to maybe get those creative juices flowing for you. So the first one that we want to tackle is getting a baseline on your cash flow as it stands now. So Jamie, can you tell us a little bit about what what we need before we even talk about any of these other options? So you got to know, you got to know a where your cash is at real time right now where we're at. Um, you also have to know the components that will change that. So if you have AR um, accounts receivable, or if you have accounts payable where you owe things or you know things are going to be coming down the pike. So for for you to know kind of your points of inclining cash or declining cash um, and where that's going to hit and what you what you can do to really create a really solid contingency plan as much as you possibly can. I know that kind of is a, a tongue in cheek thing, you know, uh, <laughs> who can really estimate where cash is going to be or where it's not going to be um, right now. But just having an idea and be a novel, it also makes you just be a little bit more even keeled and sound. And when you're making those decisions, because you, you know what you need to adjust. Whereas sometimes it's so easy to step out of that and go, yep, I have no idea. And I don't, I can't look at it. It literally makes me physically sick to look at it. And it's like, but sometimes we just got to pull up our pants and get, you know what I mean? And be responsible with it. And it just, it will turn out better in the long run and make you a more sound decision maker, um, especially from a business perspective as to knowing. Um, and especially if you have employees or, you know what I mean, or you're managing independent contractors or how much work is coming in. So um, it just puts you in control of that. And I do want to note that we took some time in earlier episodes. We actually kind of grouped them all together by topic. So you can take a look at episode number 21 through 23, actually. And we talk about, you know, the difference between cash flow and profits, how to analyze your cash flow, which is episode number 22, which was probably the one that you want to go to. If you don't have a handle on your cash flow, we offer a cash flow template to, you know, put everything in there and kind of get a sense of what's coming down the line. You can, you know, plug in different numbers and test out different uh, situations. Um, so take a look at episode number 21 through 23 for more detail on how to get a handle on your cash flow and get a hand on those free templates as well. So the next, uh, topic, I know you mentioned AR as a part of your cash flow, but what can we look at when it comes to AR? Because some people, you know, let's talk about it from square one, because what if I don't have any sense of 
what's in my accounts receivable. I don't look at anything on a monthly basis. So let's just start from, I, I don't look at anything right now. So what do I need to establish? So accounts receivable is what people owe you. So if you generate invoices for people, um, I mean, if you added up your invoices that are unpaid, that would be your accounts receivable. Okay. Uh, a lot of software programs like QuickBooks Online or QuickBooks Desktop will auto-generate um, those reports for you. So typically what that looks at is it says, um, you know, each business and each industry has different standards. You know, for instance, somebody may require you to pay when you pick up products. Some may give you 30 days to pay. Some may require full payment or 50% payment 10 days before and the rest of the payment at um, the day of. So, you know, those are all kinds of terms that sometimes can, can change from a timing perspective when in reference to um, AR. So um, what you need to do is you need to know who owes you, how much they owe you, because guess what? This is affecting them too. And for us, for, for you to, to know, okay, I know they're in so much over their head. They've already called and they've asked and they've told me they, they can't pay. So I, I just can't plan on that. It doesn't mean you have to write that off. It doesn't mean you have to, you know, but right now they can't pay. And so this is an area in which that you can kind of start to get innovative on a little bit um, because you need to collect as much as possible. So I don't know, maybe you offer a one or 2% discount if people pay right now, because we don't know what this is going to look like in four weeks. We don't know what this is going to look like in six weeks. Um, I'd like to think that we were on the downhill slide, kind of recovering from everything, but we just don't know. The future's unknown. So right. you really have to look at that and go, what's real and what can I collect? Is there some way that I could motivate people to pay me now, as opposed to, you know, meeting my terms and I'm giving them the full 30 days and you know what I mean? And then, but in 30 days, they might not be able to pay you, but today they might be able to pay you, you know, 75% of the bill or something. So, you know, I would really encourage you to really come up with that. And, and we, in the show notes, we're going to put together just, just some sample templates of what that typically looks like. And they're typically grouped in like zero to 30 um, days outstanding of accounts receivable, 31 to 60. Um, so basically by a month, you know, is, is what you can kind of look at it like. Um, who's one month late, who's current, <laughs> who's one month late, two months late, and so on. Um, so that just really gives you a snapshot of how much, because obviously as that day increases, the chances of you collecting decreases. Um, so it's just something that you really do need to keep a handle on and, um, and, and collect on as much as possible. Right. And the other thing is we want to make it easy for people to pay us, right? Right. We don't want to make it like, oh, there's only one way to pay and you have to do it on, you know, this Buy website. Buy a check and you have to call us. Right. <laughs> <the address. laughs> if it requires a phone call and you play phone tag five times, the your client's going to get annoyed. They're going to get upset. They just want to pay the bill. Yeah. <laughs> and just want to cross it off their list. So Talk a little bit about, you know, the, making options available for clients. Too. So, you know, if you have QuickBooks online, um, it's really easy. I mean, you can email that invoice and it's an electronic payment. So you might have a little bit of merchant fees in there um, if they input their credit card. But hey, 
you're getting paid, which is really an important thing in this. Um, we can't get hooked up on, well, they have a 2.5% fee or they have a 4% fee or anything. Get your money <laughs> and yeah. be done. Um, so QuickBooks Online has that. Um, we also use, there's companies I know we typically use um, like a bill.com and that now that's a little bit more hefty of a, of a of a program. Um, we manage our AR and our AP out of that actually. Uh, and so you can do different things like that, but it's a little bit more rigorous of a setup. Uh, we've seen businesses go to PayPal and collect that way. What about Stripe? I've heard about, I think Stripe is a, I have never personally used it, but yeah. I've heard a lot about it recently it, watching people transition over. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's Stripe. There's also Square. Um, you can go and you can do you could do Square. You don't have to slide the card and everything. You can actually um, send the send the invoice and, and tie that and actually can manage your AR and, and everything that way as well. And that does integrate to QuickBooks. Um, I would imagine that, you know, your zeros and your um, stuff like that, your, your accounting softwares, I would assume that if you can create an invoice virtually in the cloud, I would assume you're probably going to be able to email an invoice as well. So, yeah. um, so do, do what you can to collect, you know, offer to drive and pick it up, offer, you know what I mean? If somebody, if, if whatever you need to do, collect your cash, um, and, and get what, get what is owed to you and everything. So don't get in a fight <laughs> or anything else. Don't contract COVID, <laughs> but um, but be obviously be careful, but be flexible, you know, be willing. And, um, you know, and if you don't know, ask, I know, I know even in the individual stimulus, we talked about community, pick mm -hmm. other people's brains. Hey, what do you use? How are you collecting things electronically? Use your community the way that, um, you know, we all need each other right now. Right. So yep. just reach out there. Yep. And that, brings us into getting creative. Uh, we've seen so many examples of businesses getting creative. And this personally is my favorite portion of this episode because I have just loved seeing the pivot and the creativity from all of these business owners in, you know, they're not just halting deer in the headlights. Oh my gosh, I can't do business the way I've always done business. What do I do? I just have to shut down. You know, I've seen so many people transition and just keep going, you know, and it may have taken a week or two to get set up and get the back end and, you know, procedures or Zoom or whatever they're using to get, you know, set up and go forward with this. But let's talk a little bit about, and this is obviously going to change business to business depending on what you're doing, but let's give some examples of what we've seen and, you know, maybe, like I said, get those creative juices flowing on what could you do to pivot and still serve the people that need your services in a time like this? Sure. So, you know, there are some people that are looking for things to do. I so wish I was one of those people. <laughs> um, so, you know, if you have something, yeah. <laughs> I think anybody with kids right now, have you seen those memes of like people without kids on self-quarantine and they're like painting a picture and doing yoga out in a garden yeah. And then people with kids and it's just like a war zone. Like the hair is a mess, no makeup, just like disheveled. I wish we were recording because I'm like doing all these actions that no one's going to be able to see. But it's just, 
I think anyone with kids right now of any age. That's it. My little sister, she's single. And she said, have you, I've seen a couple memes lately that have said like, you know, now is the time to not have kids. (laughs) So true. And then she said, there was another one that was like, you know, I haven't got asked in quite some time. So when are you getting married? When are you going to have kids? Like, (laughs) so tangent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I feel like it's just kind of one or the other. Like it's just, yeah. I mean, you are either like slammed where you feel Mm -hmm. slammed, and you're still balancing work and the kids trying to do school, and uh, you know, spouse living in the house or you know, working and not living in the house, working in the house and everything. And it's just like, oh my gosh, I'm so ready. I'm ready. What what have we done with this thing? Is there anything? What do we need to do? Um, So anyways, but yeah, it is. It's just kind of that time. But you know, like if you if you were a product person and you have stuff that maybe you got away from or you think people could do or um, in some way that you could sell that would give them something to do. You know, people have been looking, I don't know if it's like a cookie decorating, you know, kit or a painting kit or a craft kit or a sewing kit. Yeah. I mean, there's, and so then, you know, like everything's kind of like a porch pickup, you know, and you can just run up there and get it. Sometimes I feel like right now what we're living in is like the hunger games. It's like you go to the porch and you grab your things and like (laughs) with your gloves, (laughs) you like run back to your car maybe odds be ever in your favor right exactly exactly so uh you know so people are doing that it's like oh you know because people are also loving to purge right now and they just want to get a lot of stuff you know they want to clean their house out they want to clean their garage out attic basement etc um you know so if you have something you think that could possibly and potentially be an income producer for you or you know clear out and everything use that obviously um if you are a service-based business um where people even had to come to you and that's just hard hard i haven't seen any zoom calls for people to cut their hair instructional videos That could be that. I don't think that one's coming though. (laughs) Especially for me who bleaches my hair. My sister's trying to convince me to do my hair. And I'm like, I don't want to lose all of it. Yeah. (laughs) My four-year-old, you know, she took, she took to the scissors to her bangs the other day (laughs) and I about had a conniption fit, but you know, I'm like, Oh goodness. She looks like Larry off dumb and dumber. (laughs) Not saying she is dumb, but she does. She got those short, short bangs. She, in, oh, she informed no. me that she looked like Anna from Frozen. That's what she was Anna going has bangs, And I told her she didn't look like Anna. She looked like Sven because Sven had bangs like that. So really? don't <laughs> encourage your four-year-old. <laughs> Stay away from the haircuts. So, but we oh. have, um, you know, some service-based, um, you know, businesses, you know, still doing Zoom, still putting together, you know, instructional videos and, you know, Inner interacting um, with your client base still keeping engaged in that, um, you know, yoga classes, we've seen lots and lots of zoom yoga classes, um, you know, sewing classes, I know, Jamie Saley's son is taking guitar classes, 
Um, and they did those over Zoom, which was really nice. Uh, I know one of our clients who has a testimonial on our page, Brookie Lynn, but Brookie Lynn's bungalow, she's actually holding a virtual bingo, which is pretty cool. Um, like, yeah, she had over a hundred people and it's all virtual. I mean, there's a ton of prizes, there's all this stuff. So I, you know, there's definitely some really fun things where people are really happening to think outside of the box. Right. And so we really challenge you to, to think about what you can offer. Even if you think it, you know, might work once again, throw it off your community. I mean, you've got a base, you've got friends, you've got See if, see if that's something that would interest them, you know, not everything's going to interest everybody, but Hey, it could be, you know, so. Well, and I have to, I just have to shout out my yoga teacher. Like, so I used to take classes from her when I was actually pregnant with my youngest and then she stopped teaching in my area. And so it's been a a lot, probably two years now since I took a course from her. And she reached out to me and let me know she was doing some Zoom classes. So I did my first Zoom yoga class this morning with her. And I've tried other instructors, but they just, it's all about the workout. And she just is so peaceful and it's all about gratitude. It's a practice and just like appreciating your body and movement. Anyway, if you want her contact info, let me know because she's amazing. But it was such a nice thing for me as a mom of two and not being able to leave the house and have that me time of like just sitting, the kids were still running around, but I could hear her voice and like the guided gratitude practice of just sitting and appreciating the breath in my body. Like that to me was just such a precious thing to have an hour of this morning. And my mindset for the day has completely changed. So if you're someone that has a gift like that, to give to the world right now, like, oh my gosh, do it. Like, so I'm reaching out to her. I'm like, you need to set up an email list. Like my marketing brain is all like, you have such a gift. You need to get that out to the world, girl. Like, so I'm just going crazy. Like you, it's, you have to get it out there. And if Zoom is the only way that you can do it, obviously it's better if you can do that type of stuff in person, but do it, like give the world what you have to give because it's something that people will appreciate. And she's doing, this leads us into our next point of just donation based because she knows a lot of people are struggling right now. So, you know, whatever you can afford per class, you know, if you don't have a job right now and you can't afford anything, please still attend because I know that your heart and your body needs this. But, you know, then there's other people that can afford to give much more per class. So there's other options that you can do. You know, I, I don't know if you want to speak to that a little bit. No. And you see that you see, um, I don't, I don't think people are going to forget. I think our influence right now is so strong. Um, and to do things for the right reasons, not just because we can generate cash. Right. But to be able to know kind of like our passion of what makes us and our passion to serve um, and whatever that passion may be. You know, obviously my passion is not yoga and I am not going to do Zoom yoga, but I will help you. (laughs) I will help you talk about your cash and where it is and where it needs to go and how you can get more and what, you know, what are some things you at least you have to try, Um, you know, and so, And maybe that's just, you have to weather the storm and ride the storm out. Maybe there isn't 
really anything for you to do right now, um, then take that time to kind of really refocus and that when things open up, you're relaunching or Mm -hmm. you're pivoting to a transition. You know, I had somebody say the other day, maybe I want to do something completely different. If I like really stop and maybe I like, I love this, but what if I want to do something else? Like now's your time to really put that effort and that thought into what could be right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I feel like that's at least what we deserve to ourselves and everything. So, um, you know, and talking about, you know, even getting creative and, and serving the community, you know, you see a lot of these restaurants that are, some of them are being so incredibly gracious. I know like back home, one of uh, the restaurants where I, in the town I grew up and I grew up in a town of 1300 people and he is selling, you know, meals but if you are without a job and you have no money, he's feeding you and your family, which is pretty, I love that. Pretty amazing. Yeah. But you see that, you know, you see that come together thing that, that, that makes up Americans. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you, you're starting to see a lot of that, but you also see these restaurants get really innovative, um, which has been, I think like for me, we have a lot of options around here. Um, we are fortunate to have that. But we've seen them get really creative. Like I was talking to somebody else yesterday and they go, hey, did you know that the rest Cheetos, it's a Mexican restaurant, they did Taco Tuesday. And did you know they did 10, 20 street tacos for 20 bucks? And I was like, chips and salsa. And I was like, yeah, but were they soggy when you, oh no, actually they were great. And they came like this and we, you know, and, um, you know, I had a friend that she was helping me do some, some things and she ran down to one of the other restaurants and I was like, you know what? An enchilada kit actually sounds good. And it, it like, it gave you everything to make the guacamole and it came oh, with nice. like, yeah, 12 and she dropped it off on my porch, but then it also came with like a gallon of milk, a dozen of eggs oh, and a wow. And a roll of toilet paper, which I said, I kind of like that humor that's kind of in things. It's like a quarantine kit, right? And she dropped it off. And I was like, please, can I pay you? And she's like, absolutely not. I tell you what, if I'm in need another month, I'll let you know. Like, and I, I think that that's something so just, just cool. Like, you know, we didn't necessarily have to need it, but it was really nice to be blessed on our end as well. Um, And I won't forget that. I, I will not forget that. And there's a lot of things throughout this whole thing that you've seen. Um, you've really seen a character rise out of some people and it's to be admired. Mm-hmm. I think that speaks really well into the sales and marketing side of what we wanted to chat about too, is how are you showing up in the world? And this is something that is really important to me and how I, my strategy for sales and marketing and how I like to just approach it in any way. How are you communicating to the world about what it is that you do? And I think that's more important now than ever in, are you all doom and gloom? Are you completely tone deaf to the situation? Are you acknowledging what the world and what your clients are going through? Or are you just carrying on like nothing's happening? Um, And obviously it depends on the type of service that you're providing or the type of product. But, you know, I think it's really important to, really take a step back and analyze what's the conversation that I want to have with my clients? What's the conversation that I want to have with my community? I think it's important to be real, obviously, with everybody, but also to have that positivity. 
um, to not be so doom and gloom because we have enough of that in the media. We have enough of that that we're getting sent via text messages and you know articles and all these things coming at us at a million miles an hour. And I think it's important to be a cheerleader for your clients and be that person that says, you can do this. You can get through this. Here's some tools. Here's what I have to offer to help you get through this. Um, so how can you show up for your community and provide that service? People need you and you need to figure out how, what's the best way that you can serve your community and your clients in this time. So anal take a step back and analyze that. Um, and another question that you can ask yourself is, will you be proud of the things that you offered and the conversations that you had when you look back six months from now, a year from now? Um, and obviously you always want the answer to that to be yes. So do your best to really reflect on what you're putting out there. Um, I know we also wanted to talk about the structure and pricing of packages. So you look at your pricing, you look at your packages, you know, does it serve your community well? in the current environment. Yep. Do you need to modify it? You know, even if it's a short term modification. So maybe you have contracts that you offer for six months or whatever, maybe for two or three months, you know, you, you change what that looks like. Maybe you make it a bit more affordable. Maybe you don't offer as much and everything and also meet a need that they need right now. So, um, you know, I think modifications and if you need to, and maybe the answer is no, I don't need to make any modifications, but I think we owe it to ourselves. We also owe it to our clients and the community, the public right now to really evaluate who we are, what we do and how we do it. Right. And maybe, you know, a couple of things you could do, you could, you know, maybe ask some close friends that will be honest with you. Maybe you could ask a couple clients, you know, to try something out with them, if that's something they would be interested in. So I think there's a lot of different alternatives to look at there and keep your comfort level um, while not just giving ourselves away, because that's what we don't want to do. Um, because people will value what, how much you value yourself, right? So if you just give everything away, people don't, there's no value placed on what you're giving, right? So we think we're doing something good, but in essence, we're also like, they can't, well, I didn't realize it took that much time or I didn't realize it took that much resources. I didn't realize because we didn't communicate that. So I think communication is a huge piece of this. Um, pull your crowd, pull your friends, pull, you know, pull other businesses. You know, I know there are lots of like online groups being formed and, you know, from Facebook and LinkedIn, get in there and ask questions, you know? Uh, so, so those are ways in which that you could just you know, possibly modify um, or change up, try something new uh, and see, see what works. Awesome. So shifting gears a little bit, we're going to talk about refinancing as an option. Interest rates are so low right now. Um, you know, even your personal mortgages or your mortgage on your commercial building, like things are so incredibly low. Talk to your banker and see what's available um, because that may be something that you need to look at too as well. So good. Okay. And the last point we want to make too is that if you are in a good cash position right now, think about, you know, we gave a couple examples of like those restaurant owners that are doing good and reaching out to their community and, you know, offering food options and things like that. Like don't 
don't forget to help your community if you're in a position to offer help as well. Yeah. I mean, if we, if we constantly only let it, let our personal situation consume who we are, listen, don't get me wrong. It is a very important position to analyze and keep your family safe, fed, protected, et cetera. Right. So very important. Please don't misinterpret me that I, that I mean that they're not. However, you also with anything in life, you can't let one situation consume who we are and take control of everything around us. Right. So if there's other ways, like you were saying, like if there's ways that you can support your community, maybe you can drop a meal off that, you know, of somebody who just lost their job and everything. I mean, I feel like everybody could name a family or two. They know they're just, you hear this story and you're like, Oh my gosh. Like it makes you count your blessings and, um, listen to your attitude. (laughs) Like you could, you could just, even the people that probably have the most reason to be angry, like aren't angry. And so um, I feel like if we all kind of bind together and find ways to help somebody else, like even my kids, like trying to find ways to like, we made a birthday card for the neighbor girl and they dropped it off at their front door and ran (laughs) or, you know, like Cora's got a little friend in the neighborhood and they're dropping things at the the front doors. You know what I mean? And then they run or they leave something in the mailbox. We can all use that. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, it kind of gives kids something to look forward to and be, you know, just a little something different um, and everything. So, and I think everything, all these investments that we're making now, I don't care if it's changes in our business. I don't care if it's us helping. I don't care if it's us being helped, whatever these are, these investments that we are making in our kids and our clients and our families and our coworkers, these, these investments will have returns later. Now, whether those are positive or negative, that's completely in your court. Right. But these investments are going to come around. I hope our clients never forget when we took that time and we, you know, really helped them through that situation. You know what I mean? That's what I hope they look at it and think, oh, thank you. Like there's nothing better than a thank you and a gratuitous uh, recipient of whatever you're giving. You know, even with the investments, you know, it might not be cash that you see right now coming in, inflowing but it might be cash that's definitely going to be generated three months down the road because people aren't going to forget, you know, if you gave grace on an AR, it's important for you to have your cash, but you know, giving grace on somebody who owes you money, you never know how the, how the tides are going to turn later on and you may need grace later. So, um, you know, so this is a time for us to really reach inside of who we are and find a new way, be innovative because we're entrepreneurs, right? Like it's part of our core being is who we are. So we got to find a different way, find a creative way to, to be able to rise above this and rise above the situation that's going on. Because if we can rise above this, the next thing that comes our way, we're just going to go even further. I agree. Thank you so much, Jamie, for joining me today for this discussion. Like we said, we just want to give some ideas, throw some ideas out there, throw some examples out there in case someone's struggling to maybe, you know, offer some type of help and way that you can think about it differently or maybe solve a problem within your business to help you continue going and growing during this time. So share this with your community. We always ask you, you know, if you're, you love this episode, subscribe, rate, review, 
um, and share with someone who you think might need to hear this today. So thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. We know you have so many options when it comes to business podcasts and really appreciate you joining us for this episode. We look forward to serving you next week. Keep that momentum going and we will see you next week. This has been another episode of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review. Gain access to additional free resources and learning opportunities by visiting pjscpas.com forward slash podcast.